I'm JT. I'm Alex. Do, Do you, you know, know where your wallet is? Awesome. Hey, everyone. Happy Tuesday. It is May 18th. I'm together here with JT. How are you doing, JT? Good, Alex. How are you doing? Not too bad. Uh, it's uh, the evening. Better uh, after th- work. All right. Better than the crypto market right now. Huh? <laughs> we, we should definitely actually talk about the crypto market. It's been uh, quite a week. Um, and I think the interesting part is that there's been all these different stories as to why the price is moving. From Elon, from potentially China banning uh, Bitcoin, which we all know is not true, mm-hmm. and uh, all these other stories. So yeah, it's been a, quite an eventful week. It literally has been, and it really shows that this market is beginning to really have tangential points in the real world, right? You see this news and you see the markets and the investors in it really having an effect on it, right? Literally fell by 20% over this past week. But you got to remember, it's up year to date 111%. Yeah. So there is still a lot of optimism there. And I think the real enthusiasts, the cypherpunks, as some people call them, are really going to stay in it for long term. But definitely agree. News is the big moving point in crypto right now. And whether or not that's going to change over time, we're going to find out. Yeah. And to all the uh, hodlers out there, we applaud you. Awesome. Okay. So um, so this is our first episode. Um, and uh, obviously, we have a couple in the works uh, and several others planned. Um, and for the first one, we wanted to spend some time talking about our first experience uh, and how we got involved. And uh, after that, we hope to kind of touch upon like why are what why are we still invested uh, in regards to our resources as well as our time. Because uh, for anyone who follows cryptocurrency news uh, and trends, it is almost like a full time job. Uh, and there's so much happening. And uh, you always have to make sure you're reading the uh, latest on the greatest. Latest on the greatest. So JT, uh, starting with you, um, before we jump into what was your entry point into crypto, crypto, would you mind spending a few minutes talking about your background? Um, and, uh, and then you can kind of touch upon how you got into crypto. Sure. So to start, right. I've had, I've been lucky to have a real international experience in the start, right? I was born in New York City, lived in Bogota, Colombia, lived in Budapest, Hungary, then finally settled back in New Jersey with family here. And that helped me get a good sense of what different mindsets around the world on a global scale are thinking about. Uh, Career-wise, I entered, I guess, the professional world through market data. So I was really a market data engineer to start at a financial tech company, which later went public. So got to see that, which was really exciting. And then kind of stuck on that, right? Became more in the financial aspects of things, became more fintech. Currently, I'm on the corporate finance side, been rotated through different departments within the corporate finance world. So I've seen M&A, I've seen uh, Treasury, I've seen FP&A, and also have seen accounting. And one big thing I like to think about is how are they all connected, right? Mm -hmm. Because we live in a very interconnected world. 
you look online, you look on your phone, you look at all these social media platforms, there is a connection to everything. And that's very much true in the professional and fintech world. And also because cryptocurrencies are becoming so huge, there is going to be a connection point there. There are connection points there. Mm-hmm. And not to get too deep in right now into how I got into crypto, but I just like connecting those dots. Okay, awesome. And so it sounds like a lot, like some of it, if if not a big portion of it is comes from kind of your interest in the intersection between finance, regular and current uh, financial systems with this new innovative thing called cryptocurrency and blockchain. Yeah, if we're going to if we're going to bring that in, like think of a Venn diagram, right? You've got traditional finance on one end and you've got crypto and decentralized finance on the other end and really interested to know what the intersection area looks like, right? What's going to be there where people on both sides are able to say, yep, that works perfectly. Awesome. I think that's going to be a big focal point for the next few years. Yeah, definitely. How about you? Well, so um, uh, similar to you in a sense that uh, also I've been very lucky to kind of uh, have a taste of the international life um, coming from Latvia, uh, then moving to the UK for a few years and ultimately coming to the US for college. And uh, crypto for me um, was definitely um, the start of something that's evolving still. Uh, My entry point was in the summer of 2017, when at at the time my manager uh, at my internship essentially told me, hey, check out this thing called Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was at $3,000 at the time. um, And, you know, there was all this talk about miners and then obviously the crypto fall. September to December with the crazy price movements, and then later the uh, crash of 2017, 2000, early 2018. And uh, currently uh, also kind of in the tech space, uh, working uh, on product management um, on kind of the iOS and Android side. But really for me, crypto, I think the interesting part about it is uh, certainly the technology mm-hmm. and what you can do with that technology and how it has so such a huge potential in redefining uh, like how we live our lives and and, and uh, who, who is dictating the way we live our lives. So I'm I'm in it kind of for for the ride to see where it goes and what happens with it. Right. Um, it's going to be a ride. It, and it and it has been a ride so far. Uh, and I've only been it for a couple of years. So. It's crazy to think what the next few will bring, given that there's more and more adoption coming, uh, coming, coming to cryptocurrencies. It's so funny you bring up the Bitcoin crash of, well, at the end of 2017. Um, maybe crash is a wrong word now, just because where it is now. But at the time, right, that's when people were like, "Oh, see, told you so." And I remember a year before that. Uh, I was in school. Some a friend in college actually started a hedge fund mm-hmm. centered around cryptocurrencies, mm-hmm. and this was in the really early days. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, right, the doubters thought you're absolutely insane for going mm-hmm. into this. Mm-hmm. He raised actually a hundred thousand plus wow. for his hedge fund, so he got started there. However, you know when Bitcoin fell, many of the other crypto assets fell as yep. well. Yep. So clearly the returns on that one wasn't great. He mm-hmm. had to return capital. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, it, that fund no longer exists. Mm-hmm. But that event, right, because I had a front row seat to see it, I didn't have any money invested, but I was 
closely watching how that was doing, right? Because it was an interesting phenomenon, right? I knew what hedge funds were, right? I knew the traditional hedge fund in the sense, but I didn't know what a crypto hedge fund looked like. Mm -hmm. So seeing that, I said, well, the price didn't go exactly to zero, right? There is still some believers out there. Mm -hmm. And you have all these other assets and you have the innovation space still being fired up. It's like, okay, what is the space? Mm -hmm. And everyone at some point, like you just mentioned how you kind of fell into the quote rabbit hole of this whole space. Right. That's essentially when I fell into the rabbit hole. I'm like, all right, there was this huge, massive sell-off. What is it? Why? How does it work? And then, and that's the thing, right? Everyone finds that rabbit hole to really get them in the space. I love hearing the story of uh, kind of your friend in college uh, getting involved and going out of their way to essentially pursue starting a hedge fund right out of school. When I was in college, uh, I remember uh, I had a buddy um, who where where both of us actually invested in graphics cards. And nice. I hope St. Lawrence University is not listening, but <laughs> we, we were mining cryptocurrencies out of our dorms. Uh, and uh, it was uh, St. Lawrence is so far up north that it was actually the best heating solution you could have when it's minus 30 uh, Fahrenheit outside. St. Lawrence was the energy point in all of the Canton area, right? Exactly. Yes. Okay. That's so funny. <laughs> um, but but I think it's it's awesome that you bring that up because it's kind of one of the other reasons why I'm still so involved into crypto and why um, I'm investing you know my time and I hope that I'll stay motivated to invest my time in is because there's opportunities for everyone to get involved. Yep. Like your friend was able to, um, you know, get involved from kind of a investing perspective. Mm -hmm. I was able to get involved through sort of a technology lens by doing mining um, and looking at the various technical makeups of, uh, you know, from, from Bitcoin to all these crazy altcoins, uh, altcoin season of 2017. Mm -hmm. And so it's such a huge factor for me when I think about what's so attracted to this space and what has kept me engaged um, so far. Yeah. And the technology point, I think, even in the traditional institutional world, right, you look at the big banks, you look at these large funds, they see the underlying technology of all this, right, blockchain, as being the real value add. Mm -hmm. Now you see that conviction still there, right? People are pretty confident or very confident on what blockchain can do and mm -hmm. all its applications in different aspects, not just finance, but in different industries. Now you see cryptocurrencies also coming into that space as well, right? Many people see cryptocurrencies as this vehicle of speculation, right? Mm -hmm. That's all they're really good for, buying or selling, betting on the price. That's the mentality people see, right? It's just speculation. But now you see cryptos being used and in the in the terms of tokenization, right? Mm -hmm. You can tokenize an asset. You can make it digital and have it be available on the blockchain. NFTs, right? You have that huge trend going on and it's now a huge space that a lot of players are getting into as well. So the cryptocurrency world is constantly changing both from a real world application and the speculation, right? The speculation is always going to be there, right? Because people are getting some huge returns out of this. Like, I, I I'll say this, right? The craziest return I've heard is someone in two days, right? Made a 968% return just based on one big bet he made on a coin called UBT. Right. It's just like, wow. Okay. And, and it's so interesting that those are kind of the headlines um, 
that are getting people to care about the space, mm -hmm. that are getting people from all over the world, because uh, I have so many friends in Latvia who are looking at, you know, what is Dogecoin doing today? What is what is Ethereum doing today? What is Shiba Inu doing today? The, the, it's the stories that kind of draw people in. My hope, though, is that it's it's it it's not only about these you know success stories of wild investments going your way. Mm -hmm. I I hope that there will be that people will kind of stick around and and see what the underlying idea is and why for such a long time since the inception of Bitcoin in mm -hmm. 2009 I believe why why there has been this movement that has been created and has stuck around for such a long time yeah and that's such a good point right I you look at, at even last year right at the early news around this when you look at the larger news outlets when they were reporting on Bitcoin and Ethereum Ethereum, right? Ethereum is meant to be a platform that you can build on. It's meant to be a virtual environment, almost like how Apple create their own open source development environment where people can build on top of it. Ethereum is meant to be the same way. Now, a lot of news outlets were reporting that it's a speculative uh, digital currency. That was it. Mm -hmm. It didn't go deep enough to explain what it, it exactly does and how it's meant to attract value. Mm -hmm. So that's very much how certain a lot of these cryptocurrencies may be um, uh, not treated very transparent mm -hmm. on on the larger on the larger front. So now the the question is is how do you understand where cryptocurrency is getting its value, right? Because every crypto has some type of purpose. Mm -hmm. The purpose can be illegal, legal. It can be legitimate, illegitimate. And it can have a bright future or not so much a bright future. It's almost like picking a stock, right? Some stock, some stocks are going to be worth many, many multiples in the future. Some will fall over time and be worth nothing. Mm -hmm. It's almost the same deal, except the stakes are much higher, obviously, mm -hmm. in cryptocurrencies. Mm -hmm. But the results can be a lot more understood if you go into the white paper, you know what to look for and you understand how this crypto can add real value. Mm -hmm. Like Uniswap is one I always go to, right? Uniswap was trading at $3 mm -hmm. um, in the early part of 2020. Mm -hmm. A lot of people didn't know what Uniswap was, but if you were really in the crypto community, you knew that it was a decentralized exchange mm -hmm. on the Ethereum network. Mm -hmm. Cause on Ethereum, right? You can build different applications, dApps, decentralized applications, on top of Ethereum and create your own tokens. Mm -hmm. So there are a multitude of tokens that exist on Ethereum. Mm -hmm. But if you want to trade those tokens, you want to swap them, mm -hmm. you would have to go mostly through Uniswap. Mm -hmm. So when you look at this, right, Uniswap is like that port of call mm -hmm. for swap. It's like the trading area, the New York Stock Exchange mm -hmm. for swapping tokens mm -hmm. in the Ethereum uh, mainnet. Mm -hmm. So when you think about that, it's like, wait a minute. All these people have to go through this one source called Uniswap to swap a token. Mm -hmm. It's like, why is this only worth three dollars and twenty cents? Mm -hmm. And then lo and behold, right now, last I checked, it's trading at forty-two. Mm -hmm. So and it and the spike happened literally instantaneously. Yeah. So once you understand those use cases, people really start having this vision and this understanding of like, oh, okay, this is where the value is coming from. It's not really just a speculative digital currency that mm -hmm. people happen to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, crowding up against. Yeah. 
I think that's a very great example. I recall in 2017, Binance Coin was was only uh, was only thirteen dollars when I first saw it, and I think currently yeah. it's sitting at six hundred. But as and so I hope the view uh, I hope the listeners and the viewers are kind of getting an idea of the broad range of topics we hope to cover in these series. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to turn it back to you uh, as we wrap up our very first episode here. What can uh, our listeners expect and why should they be excited? Uh, why should they look forward to every new episode um, of Crypto Halley? So that's a great question. Basically, you're going to hear, if you're in the rabbit hole right now, like we were at one point, you're going to, it's like drinking water from a fire hose. There's so much going on. There's so many resources and you're going to hear a lot of different opinions. What Alex and I are going to try to do here on Crypto Alley is we want to make it digestible, right? We want to help start you with the basics of what you need to know about the industry, how people really get started, understand it from a language that you can understand, and find out what the intersection is from the crypto markets and the real world that everyone knows of today, right? The physical world. And crypto is meant to be more in this digital space that at one point, at some point, is going to actually help make the internet a lot more secure. You hear a lot about this Web 3.0. So we want to help you to get to that point, right? We want you to become comfortable and we want to guide you in all these topics that are really influencing the crypto space. Exactly right. And uh, the the way we're going to structure our series is we're going to... going to have a topic that uh, JT and I discuss um, in detail, uh, but we're also going to invite an industry expert that's actually working in the field uh, to kind of give their perspective um, as they're earning their livelihood uh, from from working on such projects. Um, So stay tuned. There's a lot of great content coming. A lot. (laughs) A lot. Um, 21 Savage. Uh, So thank you so much for tuning in uh, and uh, hope to see you again. There it goes.